Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we want to know, are you ready for some fantasy football? Give us a call, 718-664-9098, like always, rayandtaytoday.com. Give us your top fantasy picks, rayandtaytoday at gmail.com. Tweet at us, you know, live during the show right now for the next hour. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, we're everywhere for you. You know, look, Ray and Tay, we've been in leagues together for a long time. We love doing fantasy, um, and it's that time. Ray had a draft last night. I've got a father-son league draft on Sunday, and then our leagues together draft, you know, early in September, right before the season starts. But it's that time of year. It's time to get fantasy. Tonight and last night, NFL preseason week three, Ray, as we get into the fantasy, I just want to know right off the bat with your Cowboys, were you scared to see Tony Romo go down so quickly in the game? And it looks like he's going to be okay, but what do you think about him? And finally, we get to see the rookie, young Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, of course. When Tony Romo goes down, as a Cowboy fan or as a fantasy owner with any Cowboys, you've got to, your heart's got to stop because you're like, okay, I got Ezekiel Elliott, who's probably my first round pick. I got Des Bryant, who's my second round pick. Let's say, you know, these guys are projecting to go in those, in those places. And then you may have Tony Romo as your backup quarterback, but um, yeah, absolutely. Jason Witten, even, you know, he, he probably goes in the, seventh, eighth, ninth round, depending on when you're, when you're looking at tight end. Uh, but, yes, absolutely. I mean, Dak Prescott's shown himself to be, you know, a serviceable uh, backup, certainly in the preseason. But, yeah, you, you're worried. And the thing is, with Cowboy fans, from now on, we talked about this off air, you're going to be worried every time Tony Romo takes the field. It's just – that's just the way he is. And you're just going to have to live with that. That's just a risk you take at this point of his career. So, listen, we're going to get into rankings, our draft strategy. We'll both give you two rookies maybe to look for. Obviously, besides Ezekiel Elliott, everybody knows he's a top five or ten running back. So, we'll get into our rankings for position. We did 12 because most people, except for Ray last night, are in a 12-team league, usually a PPR league, you know, more competitive. Usually when you do 10 teams, it's, you know, everybody's got a super team. But a couple of quick hard-hitting questions, Ray, um, that I think we should address for a lot of fantasy owners. And, you know, just real quick, we'll both give our answers and thoughts. I'll let you go first. Number one, should Adrian Peterson still be the number one pick or number one running back selected in fantasy football? I think it comes down to if you're in a PPR league or not, because Adrian has never been a great fantasy PPR player. He's been a great 
fantasy player for his whole career, but I think that it's finally caught up to him and other guys are more productive out of the backfield. And so in a PPR league, I would say not the first back pick, but in a, in a standard league, I would say, yes, the first back pick. Okay. So now the, the real question, and I, I actually would agree because I think, although I think with North Turner and um, Teddy Bridgewater advancing a little bit more offense, I think he's going to try to get, 50-plus receptions. I believe last year he had in the maybe 51 or high 40. So AP might improve on that. So that's sort of still stay tuned. But this is the, the real topic about the number one pick right now. So between Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, who do you think fans should take as their number one pick of those gentlemen? Oh, I think it's Antonio Brown. He's had the most fantasy points for the past three years. And if you're in a PPR league, and like our league that we're in, Ray and Tay, where you get a full point, which my personal opinion is it's too much. It skews a little too much towards the receivers. Uh, so I prefer half a point, quarter of a point. But if you're in a full point PPR league, there's no doubt Antonio Brown's your number one pick. And even if you're in a standard league, I think his production is just – off the charts, and so he's my number one pick regardless. Yeah, I know for me, uh, coming up, I've got in one of our leagues together the number four pick, and, you know, then I think I'm drafting 10. But in another league, I have the number one pick, and, you know, it doesn't hurt that I'm a Steelers fan, right? So, But I think because it is PPR and there's a keeper – I mean, for me, Antonio Brown, I won't be able to keep him, but he'll be on my team, Taylor May, for this season because I'm taking him number one without a doubt. So let, let's start to get in some rankings, and then halfway through maybe we could break it up, talk about some bye weeks and strategies, maybe sleepers and stuff like that. So with the quarterbacks, one through 12, we, you know, you can kind of go either way, but obviously with it being, you know, PPR – you have rushing touchdowns, rushing yards for quarterbacks. I think basically Cam Newton edged out Aaron Rodgers for our number one in our rankings. I'm going to go down and just name them off, Ray, and then you give me a little breakdown of where you think or what do you expect for these guys for their fantasy season. So number one, Ray and Tay rankings, Cameron, Jarrell, Newton. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Ray will get back into why because Jordy's back. Number three, Drew Brees. He's got a little bit more weapons than people think and a bad defense, so he might have to pass a lot, right, Ray? <laughs> Number yeah. four, yep. <laughs> Number four, Big Ben. Number five, Andrew Luck. Number six, Russell Wilson, rushing, throwing, had a great year. Number seven, Tom Brady. Only four weeks. You don't, you know, maybe you draft a good backup and a combination of Brady, you know, eight weeks of Brady or nine weeks of Brady. And then, you know, whoever else you take as your backup, that can be a top three to four quarterback without question. Number eight, Tony Romo, if he can stay healthy, that will let Ray break that down. Number nine, Carson Palmer, number 10, Eli Manning, number 11, Kirk Cousins, and number 12, last year's fantasy darling because they were coming from behind but this year, he still might be able to hold on and do it and go higher, Blake Bortles. Ray, give me a little snap snippet of each of these top 12 gentlemen. What are your thoughts? 
So Cam Newton is riding the momentum from last year. So you got to think that he's getting Kelvin Benjamin back. He's got his full arsenal of weapons and then some. The system is growing on everybody. So there's no reason to think he's – and obviously he runs the ball and he scores on the ground. So uh, no reason to think that he's not number one. But 45 touchdowns, running and passing combined, yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It depends, though, um, you know, if you get a full six points for passing touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers is still, to me, the best player in football at the most important position, even better than Cam as, you know, as a, as a you know, quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers gets his Jordy Nelson back, so that's always intriguing. Drew Brees, after setting those, you know, consecutive 5,000-yard seasons, is a little bit, you know, there's a question mark. Who is he throwing to? Is Sammy Coates going to step up? You know, what's his, uh, you know, what does his arsenal look like? There's been oh, a lot mean, of turnover um, last couple of years. So about Drew Brees, Brandon Cooks? Is Brandon Cooks going to step up? Well, no, Brandon Cooks, yeah, but I'm after Brandon Cooks, right? So who's your two, who's your three, who's your four, who's your tight end? You know, are they going to be consistent? Uh, Brandon Cooks is small. And Brandon Cooks, you know, a lot was put on his shoulders. And who knows if he's really ready to be a number one. But I'm talking about even number two and number three in that offense. Um, right. Well, maybe they get C.J. Spiller going out of the backfield. Mark Ingram catches balls. But remember, Kobe Fleener is there. I think he's going to be a, a big help, you know. I think he'll help. I think he'll help. But, you know, Drew Brees has got high standards, right? How do we get Drew Brees back to 5,000? <laughs> I think that the biggest one, you know, Roethlisberger is what it is, right? You know he's, as long as he's healthy and as long as Antonio Brown's healthy, you can book both of them for, you know, 20 to 30 fantasy points. The question, the biggest one in my mind is Andrew Luck, right? We have him at number five. He could easily be as high as two or three, or he could be, you know, nine or ten. So it depends on the consistency of his receivers. T.Y. Hilton has got a little bit of Terrell Owens in the sense that he's not the physical specimen Terrell Owens is, but for being an elite wide receiver, he doesn't have great hands. He drops the ball more than your typical elite receiver does. And they need, and again, you saw Colby Fleener leave, so they got Dwayne Allen in there, and you know Dwayne Allen's good. Um, So, a lot of questions. Are you concerned? Wait, wait, but let me ask you this with luck. Are you concerned about, uh, you know, running game doesn't look so great. Frank Gore, you know, they might be bringing in, um, I forgot who they're meeting with today. But then at the same time, very young offensive line. And Moncrief and Dorsett, are they ready to take the next step for luck? So I like Moncrief and I really like Dorsett's potential, his speed. Uh, as elusiveness, but I'm not sure I'm ready to give. That's why we have luck. I'm not ready to, to put luck in that, you know, 5,000-yard category, sort of that Breeze-Rogers air, but maybe next year. So I think this will be a good year for luck. I don't think it – I mean, he'll still throw for 4,000 yards just because that's today's NFL, but I don't, I don't think he'll throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. You know what I mean? But right. I do think he has the potential. So if we were in a keeper league, I'd think about Andrew Luck as a keeper, but not not quite there this year. So hey, let me ask you this real quick. Wait, wait, about... hold on. We got a caller. Maybe the caller okay. wants to chime in a little bit about fantasy. Definitely. 
Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Yo, guys. What's your name and where are you calling from? Got Jersey in the house here from New Jersey. Won six championships in the last eight years. My kids won five. Got a question, but I'm just tweaking stuff. Just did a PPR draft this week. I had the sixth pick. I went with David um, Johnson. Here's my dilemma. Um, You know, I got Allen Robinson as my receiver, and I got Jarvis Landry. We only have to start two, but then we can use a receiver or a running back as a flex. And now my, I got my boy D'Angelo Williams because I had Bell last year. He hurt me. I don't, so I got him going, and I have um, Johnson. But I have Matt Jones kind of hurt, and I got Stewart hurt. My question is, my receivers are uh, Treadwell on my bench. Um, you know, I have Shepard, Sterling Shepard, who I think will do well because I think a lot of concentration is going to go to Beckham and stuff like that there. But my question is, in a PPR league, do I – my tight end is Jordan Reed. My backup is the guy from Minnesota, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Do I do I pick up a guy like Funches, or do I pick up a guy like Pierre Garçon, who normally has been pretty solid, but I don't know what's going on with that rookie who's hurt. You know, Dijon Mustard-Jackson, if he, if he plays like he does where he, he, he breaks his toenail, he ain't playing, then Garçon <laughs> gets a lot of extra stuff. Believe me, I'm a Jersey guy. I'm glad to see Jackson go. He's nothing but problems, and to prove that when he went to Washington, when he doesn't play, he took their money, and he, and he, you know, Reed should have got rid of him. That was Reed's fault, but that's another story. But my question is, like, I, I guess I'll keep Treadwell. I'm not real big in, in what you call it's offense, passing the Vikings, but my question is, I want to drop – I'll worry about tight end later on if, if Reed gets hurt. Um, do I drop Kyle Rudolph, your opinion, for a guy like Funches? Um might take well, over for Benjamin. Remember this, right? Benjamin is back. And you got to believe that Cam, you know, his two favorites are, you know, security blanket, right? Greg Olson. And, and then yep. it's going yep. to be Benjamin. And honestly, I don't know how much Funches steps up year two. Is he, you know, is he kind of lost some weight? Is he going to gain some speed? Where he's at, mm-hmm. to me... I think Teddy B and Teddy Bridgewater is ready to do something with Treadwell, and I would take more of a risk there. But trust me when I'll tell you this, with your D'Angelo Williams, first three games, you know, because Bell doesn't come back to week four, make sure you got D'Angelo Williams starting. You know, Matt Jones is already banged up. I wouldn't rely on him too much, and the Redskins get pass happy. So, And I I picked up – yep, I picked up Coleman too because I I don't – I think what's going to break down this year, Freeman. So, and they said they want to give Coleman more touches. Remember, yep. the old regime drafted Freeman. The new regime drafted uh, Coleman. So, right. even though I think like, Freeman, yeah. gets, Freeman gets PPRs as well. Look, you got a good team. I, I, I would just say, for your, you're talking about for your you're flex? Best. Yeah, because like, well, what I was going to do is, like, I was going to pick up Pierre Garçon and drop, and drop uh, Kyle Rudolph because I already got Jordan Reed. If he gets hurt. I'll just look and pick up another tight end. Ain't too much out there. Yeah, but, Rudolph's not but, that great. And then you got to look at the Pierre Garçon is, is trending the wrong way, right? Two, three, two years ago, he had 114 catches. But in a PPR league, it saved you, right? Is a full point PPR league? Yeah, full point PPR league. A point, a point for every 10 yards receiving. You get 100 yards receiving. It's another five bonus points, six point touchdown. So I know Jordan Reed is. is, is I have Kirk Cousins and and Bortles on my two quarterbacks. Um, so I know Reed's going to be a big thing, and like I said, you know Dijon, he, he's the Jackson, he's the long thing. Stop I would, a little yeah. up. 
Definitely drop, drop Rudolph and get Garcon if no one else has done it, because guess what? The Redskins don't have their bye week until week nine. So right there, okay. you know, and then Minnesota's bye week is, is week six. Hey, so put at least you have – well, put, I'm just saying at least you have the first five weeks to yep. really monitor it and see what Garcon can do. I'm going to lose week nine because I have about six guys, seven guys on a bye. So I'm, so I'm picking – they gave me an A. When I drafted, it was number draft number one, uh, three, four, and six. You know, the, you know the, how we drafted, yeah. and um, we all got A's. So I'm, I'm predicted to go eleven and two. I seen it happen last year, but then I lost Bell, then I lost Foster, then I lost Lewis, and a hole me. I dropped D'Angelo Williams for Lewis, uh, thinking that thinking that oh Bell's not going to get hurt, <laughs> and I think <laughs> I don't even know if Bell's ready yet. So I'm, like I said, I'm no, no, he'll be ready. Uh, he Are might get ready? the carries tonight. I'm a Steeler fan. Hey, Don't worry. Le'Veon, Le'Veon hey. is ready, baby. He said he feels now, stronger than ever. Is it with your heart or your head? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Le'Veon, listen, Le'Veon <laughs> is, is, is better than – look, he, he feels stronger than ever. The thing that people don't realize, when he's got to have this time off and they get to rehab, then they also get to strengthen up everything else. Uh, look at yeah. Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson as examples. So, you got a good team, right. man. And listen, we always tell people, I'm free Asian king. Ray's a little bit different, I, but Tay loves free agency, and don't ever be afraid to make moves. And to me, I would definitely – you could scoop up a back, backup tight end any time, you know, for, yeah, you know, when we all pass his five weeks. Hey, so, hey, last question. I just did a mock draft because uh, in, in a standard league, you got you to you gotta carry – you start, to, you know, uh, a quarterback – two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and, you know, defense, because you carry 16. So the the most receivers you could have is five on your team, and the most running backs is five. Now, in a standard league, do you like going with, like, a running back? Like, uh, I'm not sure what Gurley's going to do, man, because Gurley, my kid had him last year. My kid won 1,500 bucks. I ran his team. The police league, he's a cop. And, uh, you know, he he, he did well there, because Gurley came in on week five. But my question is, with that offensive line being what it is and the quarterback situation, they're going to stack the box on Gurley. I like Johnson better than what's because I don't think Chris Johnson's going to play a lot in it, but I think David Johnson looks like all the things I've seen is good. In a standard league um, where you don't get any point for perception or no bonus stuff anywhere, if you got the fourth pick, who do you like? Because I don't like taking quarterbacks. Like in this draft, I went like Julio first. Then I got like Russell Wilson. Then I went Cobb. Then I went, you know, like, like McCoy. So my thing is, well, who do you like taking as a fourth pick? You know, you know. In, with, in this draft, there's a lot of wide receivers going top ten. Uh, I, right. I, I personally like to get out of there with a running back because it's a position of scarcity. I feel like there's one or two running backs in the next eight are, are, are I agree. receivers. I so, think receivers um, heavy. Yep. I think that Todd Gurley and, and Tay will give you his opinion, but I think Todd Gurley is, is the next Adrian Peterson. I think he runs through eight in the box. I mean, I think he's that okay. good that he gets his regardless. Uh, bad okay. offensive or banged up offensive line, you know, questionable quarterback. Todd Gurley is, is that good. Um, okay. So at four, I like him slightly better than David Johnson. Now, Tay's in Arizona, so he can give you his opinion on that. But, <laughs> but I like Gurley right there. Um, if, okay. if you can't get a girly, you can still get an impact wide receiver. You know, if Antonio Brown was number one, where does Julio Jones go? Uh, where does Odell Beckham go? So those are kind of the guys that are trending one, two, three, four. 
Um, but right. but I like to sneak out of there with a running back personally. I'm, you, I'm kind of old think, school in that respect. You think Shepard's going to cut into Beckham's? I think I took Shepard like in the tenth round in my PPR league. I think he's going to be a stud, man. I think he's going to cut into be a stud, and he's going to help Beckham because Beckham. I, I, yeah, I like to double teamed on every play. Because Norman, because Norman's going to be on Beckham for two games, so we know that with him going to Washington. So I, I believe it when I draft. When it comes to when it comes to receivers, I like maybe getting one number one. I tell you, the twos seem to outperform because the ones get all the attention. The twos sneak in every game, and to me, that, that's what I've done over the years. Like I said, I've won six out of the last eight years. Uh, I mean, right. you, you have to be strategic. I'll tell you this real quick: if you're talking about a number four pick, race at right, best, everybody's going in a standard league. Everybody's going with these receivers, but. You know, I, I'm old school, too, in terms of getting a running back. And you know that, look, you've got guys who are coming off of these sort of weird seasons, like Jamal Charles' injury, Eddie Lacy, right. you know, eating too much, you know, uh, you know, Subway sandwiches <laughs> or whatever. So, and, then, and then don't sleep on Sean McCoy. So let's just say if you were in a league that didn't go wide receiver happy, and, and you're four, and let's just say Peterson, Gurley, and Johnson were all gone. If you were left with Freeman, Bell, Elliott, Charles, McCoy, Eddie Lacy, I think you're solid with any of those guys. Some people are liking Lamar Miller. He hasn't proven it to me, and I'm not sure about 100% about that Texans offensive line, although I love Bill O'Brien's scheme. But right now, mm-hmm. number four, you can't be wrong with You can't go wrong with Ezekiel Elliott. Look, last night against the Seahawks defense, I know it's preseason and it's week three, but Zeke Elliott and that offensive line looked like they were like week seven of the NFL season. Hey, so. hey, hey the only thing, only thing scares me about Zeke Elliott, not that I'm here, you know, be tough on the guy. He got to watch the weed, man. He looking, he, he looking at weed. Nah, nah, be nice, be nice. Look, he's, he's just like, look, you're in Seattle. You see the store. Hey, you, you got to be serious. Hey, you guys old enough, you remember a guy named Mike Rozier from Camden, New Jersey? Yes. Oh, yes. Of course, yeah, Nebraska, sure. I, I played ball with his brother and stuff. Mikey was about three years younger than me because I'm 57. Uh, okay. My dad was the fire for Camden, so I grew up with his brother Billy and all of them. He passed away. Guy who's still alive. So I knew Mikey because, like I said, I was a very good athlete, football, baseball, and I wrestled. So, like I said, uh, we, you know, so I've, I've been, been around the sport, played them all. So, like I said, Football season, I enjoyed this, and I wanted to pick your brain a little bit to see what you thought with that, if we were on the same uh, thought there. And it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. I wish you the best of luck this year with your, uh, uh, your your podcast and your show. And I go as Jersey in the house from Jersey, so it's a pleasure go to talk Jersey. to you guys. We love it. We're New York boys. Best of luck so to you guys. Yeah, that's a great call. Thank you. And good luck with your fantasy <laughs> roster. Same, same thing, my friends. Take care. Appreciate Have a nice the call. Thanks for the help. Take care. All right. All right. Yep. Call Thanks. in again. Yeah, Let us know how you're doing. Bye-bye. Yep, I will. Yep, I will. Take care, guys. I appreciate right. it. So it looks like we got another caller. Yeah, hold on. We got another caller. Bring them in. Yeah, caller, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. Yeah, how y'all doing, man? Good, hey, good. How are you? Who, who is this and where are you calling from? Oh, uh, this is Naj in Atlanta. Naj, uh, how you go. doing, man? Good, good to hear from you. I knew football season was coming. We'd be talking some. Some Falcons, some some Georgia Bulldogs, and some national football. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, well, only, wait, only let me tell you real quick, Dodge. Before you ask any questions, I am so done with your quarterback, Matt Ryan. Last night he looked a hot mess. He looked a hot mess last year. 
the offensive line supposed to be better, and maybe you can tell me the truth that it is, but it surely didn't look like it, and we know he gets happy feet. you got Sanu. You know, I don't love your tight ends, Tammy and Hooper, but he has Freeman, so Matt still gets stats but too many interceptions. I don't even think he's – in fantasy, he's a backup quarterback now. What are your thoughts about him? And then we'll get to uh, Georgia and Nick Chubb and all that good stuff. Hey, man, it's like I told you all a year ago, man. He's a perfect conditions quarterback. If things are perfect, Matt Ryan could be a pro bowler. But if there's any uh, type of adversity or things he has to make up for, uh, he's just not talented enough to do it. So, I mean, that's the problem. The roster is not good enough uh, for him to carry because he's not that kind of QB, even though he's paid like one and his cap number kind of stops you from uh, really building the team like you need to. So hopefully he's gone by the time they move into the new stadium, <clears throat> but not likely. But but, but is it like I mean, Sanu and and obviously Julio and Devontae Freeman and Coleman. I mean he's got skill, skilled skilled player you know skilled position players. He plays in a dome like conditions are perfect. perfect. That's what I'm that's what I'm telling you. When it was good, he had Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, uh, Julio early in his career. You know what I mean? Michael Turner running the ball. When things were good, he had a stacked team. And as we've seen, as they tried to rebuild, uh, he's not the guy to carry anything, man. It is what it is. So is it a bad arm and also missing Gonzalez? Because we saw him tear it up for years when he had, you know, Gonzalez, Julio, and, and Roddy White for those two seasons going to the NFC Championship. I mean, is it really just the lack of the great tight end and his arm is not – we thought or got worse what well I, I wouldn't say his arm has gotten worse he's always you know kind of had an average arm but he was really good at running the scheme that they had and he doesn't seem to be on the same page uh, with the OC so far and I mean Dan Quinn is there and I don't think Dan Quinn's gonna go down with the ship of Matt Ryan if things don't improve so I mean he has enough to win if you're supposedly a franchise QB you know with the hundred dollar ticket on you know, I mean, $100 million ticket. So, I mean, he's got to show something. All right. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, no, I feel you on that one. So, give us, uh, I don't know if you have any fantasy questions or any thoughts on fantasy, if you play fantasy. And then also, I'm very curious uh, about your thoughts about Nick Chubb coming back and Georgia, Georgia football this year and how, how you think they're going to do in the SEC. Oh, I think they'll I think they'll do well, man. You got a new coach in there. Uh, you know, people typically uh outperform, you know, their previous uh years when they get a new guy in there. So I mean Chubb appears to be moving well, so I'm sure they're gonna run the ball a lot, run kind of that saving type uh system. So I can see them doing well. I don't think they're gonna surpass Alabama yet, but I think they'll be in the fight for it in a few years. But uh Georgia, you know, they're on the right track now. And and Mark Rick is in the right place as well, him going to Miami where the expectations are lower and, you know, he might run the offense, I think. So, you know, he'll even be able to do better. So it was a win-win in, in changing coaches down here because the talent's always been there. Cool, cool. Anything on fantasy, man? Who who you liking? Well, look, man, I try to wait until week one before I give away any fantasy things that I know or I'm planning on. I try to listen to other people's stuff and steal a few things. So I I can't really well, give up nothing yet, man. Fair okay. enough, fair enough. How many leagues? Let me ask you this. How many leagues are you in? 
I'm in three serious leagues, man. I'm only in money leagues, and I'm only for bragging rights and winning money and talking trash to coworkers like that. That's, that's right. it. Tay's trying to drag me into more leagues. I said, I said, Tay, man, I can't do it. It's too many leagues. First of all, I'm getting up there in age. I, I forget which players are on which team. You know, when you have like five or six leagues, you forget that this guy is on Team A, but he's not on Team C, and then you're like, oh, yeah. confusing. So I maxed out a three. I, I'm with you on that. Okay, <laughs> I, I got to admit, listen, I used to do six. I'm down to five, three money, and two for, two for fun. One of the ones for fun is a father-son league, so it's great. We drafted my house, some fathers and their kids, a lot of fun. The other one... This is the one that Ray dropped out of. This one is just for your chops, and I like to do it, one, for our radio show, but two, just for looking at the other side. And, and Najee, like this, it's, I call the league Defense Matters, right? Because, I, you know, we draft defensive players. So a, a, a defensive lineman, a linebacker, a secondary, secondary guy as well. So it's just a little different strategy and a little fun, and you actually get to see what defenders are producing, you know, like the Keekleys and the – Aaron Donalds of the world. So I just do it for a little bit, a, a different way to look at the game of knowledge of the game, but it's also, it's, it's kind of fun and different strategy. So that's my five. I, I agree. And, and, and I'll, I'll just put this out there to everybody. Just make sure you uh, write down when you see somebody make one of those, uh, those, those reach reaches as far as a pick or something where they think they're smarter than the rest of the room, where the guy picks defense early or defender early or whatever. And just that. see if that has some, you know, some uh, some significance going down to the season, man. Because there's always somebody who's going to take Levante David early or take Carolina early or something. And, and you know, we'll, we'll right, see what happens. kicker in the eighth round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Listen, can I tell Somebody you? Somebody always stuff, does it, man. It irritates me so much. I really, a lot of times, like, you know, when you're doing it on the computer with people, I wish I could reach through the computer and slap them. Like, if you don't take your kicker in the last pick, you're crazy. Like, there's no need. They don't ever, you just, at the end of the year, you look at the total amount of points that people get. No kicker gets anything higher than anything. You know what I mean? They're at 100 points plus. So you always draft them last. Now defense. Right. Well, yeah. well, you look at the highest. You look at the highest performing linebacker, and then look at the bottom tier wide receivers, and you see the bottom tier wide receivers give you more than the linebacker. So the guy oh, yeah. who thinks he's outsmarting everybody, yeah, I'm going to uh, watch me get Levante David on you in the fifth round. <laughs> you know, you, you laugh at him later on, and you're happy that he's in the draft because he's allowed you to scoop up, you know, something that you probably couldn't get normally, but. It is what it is, man. We need bad okay, GMs listen, out here. They help. Before we run, before we run, we got to get back to giving everybody our rankings. If you had the number one pick in your league, PPR, twelve teams, who are you taking? Are you gonna go with my guy Antonio Brown, AB, or Cam Newton, Gurley? What are you thinking? Who do you take? I take Antonio Brown. Uh, this is yeah, a passing yeah. league. I draft yeah. two receivers early or two quarterbacks early. Well, let me stop. But, yeah, this is a passing <laughs> league. I'll just say that. All right. All right, man. Well, check us out Monday. We got Charles Davis coming on for a college football preview, you know, from Fox and NFL Network. And we'll talk college football and NFL with him. So, should be a great show Monday night, 730 Eastern. Oh, will do, man. Y'all have a good one. All right. Take yeah, care, you man. you too. Appreciate the call. We miss you, Nas. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> Take care. Later. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. The questions you got it. Look, you're doing fantasy football. You got to have a Jersey guy 
And then you got to have a brother from the South Atlanta representing breaking it down. Now, let's jump to our running backs, Ray. I'm going to go through it quick. We'll comment on some of them. Adrian Peterson, one. Todd Gurley, two. David Johnson, who, who your boy from Jersey was talking about, three. Devontae Freeman, four. Uh, that one could be debatable, but it's only because Bell's missing those games. Le'Veon Bell, five. Elliott, six. There's a lot of hype, but ladies and gentlemen, he's still a rookie, and you never know with that hamstring. Jamal Charles, seven. McCoy, eight. Shady, Mark Ingram, nine. Number 10, Lamar, um, Eddie Lacy. Lamar Miller, 11. Is it time for him to finally wake up? And number 12, the muscle hamster, even though he hates that name, is perfect, Doug Martin. Give me a thought uh, on some quick, of these guys. About, yeah, we talked about a lot of these guys with our, with our caller from New Jersey. But Adrian Peterson is a great PPR, he's probably just a slightly less than great, even though North Turner throws to the back. Um, the big kind of question marks on this list are Devontae Freeman. How good will he be uh, in that, you know, after he had his breakout year? Le'Veon Bell is kind of like Tom Brady, right? If they were there for the whole year, they'd probably be one or two, uh, but they're not. So how much can you absorb a guy who's going to miss three or four games, depending on which one you, you got. Ezekiel Elliott, all he needs to do is stay healthy. I mean, God, they res- Dallas resurrected uh, Darren McFadden's career and <laughs> in six games, basically, he rushed for 1,000 yards. Um, the big mark in my mind, though, here, Doug at 12, he could easily be four, five, six, right? Who, Doug he's had two great years. Yeah, he's had two great years and two, you know, average years. So kind of nothing in between. If he has a great year, he's up there. Um, The other one is Shady McCoy. Two years ago, he was everybody's number one overall pick. He was the best, most well-rounded player. He was Le'Veon Bell before Le'Veon Bell. And this guy is still, I, I think, got a lot of juice in him. So even though we have him ranked here at number eight, he could easily be three, four, five. Especially if he stays healthy, Ray, and that's a good point. You never know if Jamal Charles bounces back. He is just such a a dual threat. He can move up. Two solid picks. Like, if these are your RB2s or even if they're your RB1s, I think you're going to get a lot of production out of Mark Ingram with the Saints because, like I said, he he does get receptions. And for some reason, C.J. Spiller has been a disappointment in his NFL career. He's just had flashes more of a special teams guy now, third down back. And then Eddie Lacy, he looks like he's in good shape. Preseason games, he's run really hard. So that will be fascinating to see how that plays out. Let's get to these receivers. Number one, he's number one in my heart, and I'm in your program, Antonio Brown, dancing with the stars, and he's going to dance all over the NFL. Odell Beckham. Now, listen, this is interesting. But we put Beckham two over Julio Jones. They could be tied. It could be flip-flop, but Eli Manning is a little bit better than Julio, and I think Shepard and maybe a healthy Cruz helped Beckham more than Sanu and whoever else helped Jones. So that could go either way, but Beckham two, Julio Jones three. Number four, this guy is insane, right? DeAndre Hopkins, and remember, he got help. Jalen Strong, Will Fuller, he's got help this year. Number five. A.J. Green. What is it? Alderaan Jeremiah Green. Probably one of the best names. We might, have to put that, we might have to put that on our website, Ray, right? In the top five names? That, that, that's a good name. I don't know if it breaks the top five. I don't know if it okay. breaks, you know, 
some some of our good ones, but yeah, Ruben, yeah, maybe top five NFL. Yeah, he could be top five NFL. We just did an NFL. Thing. Yeah, Des, probably. Yeah, Des Bryant six. Des could move up to. He might have a big year if he's healthy. Brandon Marshall so consistent. Touchdown seven. Him and Fitzpatrick are BFFs. <laughs> Number eight, this guy is a stud. The guy from Jersey called, I forgot his name, but he, he talked about him. Allen Robinson, this guy is, he's just getting better each year from Penn State. Number nine, he's got to stay health, healthy, Ray, Alshon Jeffrey. Ten, Jordy Nelson. That could be higher because we know if Jordy gets back healthy, he's insane. And then the PPR king, Keenan Allen with Phillip Rivers is going to be insane, although there's not much help. I don't trust Travis Benjamin and Antonio Gates is getting a little bit older. They lost Stevie Johnson. James Jones is there. We'll a see. Lot older. Yes. <laughs> and number 12, Mike Evans. Give me a couple of guys from this list that you think can move up or that you really are excited about. So I think the top six are just, just manimals. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these guys are un- unbelievable and, and you can't go wrong drafting them. It, it comes down to strategy, right? The bottom six, though, are just as good in terms of impact on the football field. I think Brandon Marshall, there's not a lot of upside in Brandon Marshall, but he's just steady Eddie. So if you want a safe pick, the opposite is Alshon Jeffrey. I think if he's healthy, he's a beast, and he is just a red zone just freak. He goes up there and gets it. You know, Cutler's got, still got the big arm. Jordy Nelson two years ago was was the top wide receiver, so if he comes back healthy, he could be great. And you know what? Mike Evans is just the absolute stud that Miss Winston, and it helps to always have, you know, other guys on on the other side of you, right? Safarian Jenkins is, is good enough as a tight end. And obviously Vincent Jackson, you know, still commands some attention. So, Mike Evans could easily break into that well, but this list, I can't remember a list of 12 wide receivers that are not only from a fantasy perspective, but from a perspective. Now, it is a passing lead, but these guys are all just whole world. I mean, this is a great batch of wide receivers. And the funny thing is, right, there's guys that are not even on here, like Demarius Thomas, you know, you look at Doug Baldwin the end of last year, what he was doing with his stats. So it, it, it's it's going to be a pretty, you know, honestly, 15 to 16 guys that you can get. And some number twos, Ray, that are, are solid. I mean, throw in a healthy Julian Edelman. But for number two receivers, that could be crazy productive. You know, you're, you're, you're looking at a Eric Decker, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, there's so many. Even Vincent Jackson still gives you stuff. So you're right. Receivers are insanely deep. Um, and we don't know what Kevin White's going to do, right, for, with Alshon Jeffrey that second year, um, you know, coming back and being, you know, basically. And we'll talk about the rookies too, but there's so many rookie-wide receivers, right? And you've got to put White in that group. He's a second-year guy, but he lost the whole year. But essentially, all those rookies now, it's a, it's a big question mark, but, but a couple of them are going to have big, big years. Yeah, well, let's do the tight ends, and then we'll get to some sleepers and rookies before we end the show with defense and kickers. Look, tight ends, this has been the GOAT, and he's going to be, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. He could wind up, I mean, it's almost blasphemous to say, but 
he might go down probably as the best tight end ever, and that's Rob Gronkowski. He definitely in the offseason is the best in terms of having fun on his <laughs> ship and everything. <laughs> number two, number two, and if he stays healthy, he is a solid number two, it looks like. Jordan Reed, I mean, anybody who had him last year, you fell in love with this guy because he is a monster. Kirk Cousins, he loves him. Greg Olson, number three with Cam. That's a, a, a solid thing. Number four, Travis Kelsey, look, he's got the talent. Alex Smith has just got to decide to keep feeding him, right? Because sometimes he throws so much to the running backs, it's like he forgets about Kelsey and he loves Macklin. But I think Kelsey's ready to swing up. Number five, this is Mariota's best friend. Delaney Walker, he went from being with the Niners a couple years ago to being sort of a blocking tight end to now one of the most versatile wide rec- you know, receiving tight ends in the league. Delaney Walker is a stud. Definitely get him. Number six, oh, yeah, he's with Drew Brees now. Kobe Fleener, who had flashes with luck, he's ready to explode, Ray. Number seven, Ray loves this guy, Gary Barnage. I mean, him and RG3 should hook up lovely. I think they're on tonight coming up soon on CBS. Check that, Cleveland, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number eight, all-reliable, the Hall of Famer to be, and Jason Witten. Number nine, Jimmy Graham. Can you believe Jimmy Graham is this low? But the health. The mighty have fallen. The health and, and the Seahawks. Look, he could easily be a top three, Ray, if it, it you know, turns out. This guy might not be back to week four or five, but Tyler Eifert has got a top five talent as a tight end. He's just got to get the hands going and be healthy. But if the dude is, he might, you know, statistically wind up top seven. We'll see. Number 11, the veteran, Antonio Gates, Hall of Famer. He just keeps producing. And number 12, might be the only real fantasy darling from the Eagles, Zach Ertz. Some people like Jordan Matthews. I don't love him. The receiving core is weird. Doriel Beckham Green might be a starter now. Aguilar might be the third receiver. Out of these tight ends, Ray, who, who, get, who catches your heart and who would you draft? So I really like this kid, Gary Barnage. Now, he did it with uh, you know, subpar quarterbacks in Cleveland, and RG3 is not – I don't know how much of an upgrade he is, but probably a little bit of an upgrade. So I like Barnage, and, and, and you know quarterbacks love that security blanket of the tight end, so I like him a lot. Give me Graham. Like, at some point, you're 6'7", you're the biggest, baddest dude on the, you know, on the football field. Let's go out and produce. And I think now that, uh, you know, beast mode is gone, they transitioned away from him from you know, mid-season last season, so he could potentially have a big season. Like, Zach Ertz, I think, is underrated at 12. I think he'll end up the season as the 6th, 7th, 8th best tight end. Uh, I'm down on Jason Witten. I think at some point, you know, his career, he just – it's it. He, he's just athletic enough, not explosive enough. He'll be Even good. though your boy Romo loves getting, him? You know Tony loves him. Loved him. Loved him. But you know what? At a certain point, you've got to be open. You can't force it into him. And if you're <laughs> going to force it into somebody, you're going to force it into Des Bryant because he's like – and he's probably got a better matchup against, you know, a smaller cornerback. So, I like some of these guys. I really expect – and, you know, and Tyler Eifert, to me, if, if he weren't banged up, he's a top five wide uh, tight end. Only because, well, A, he, he's that talented, but B – it's a situation where losing Sanu and Marvin Jones, right, Andy Dalton's still going to get his 4,000 yards, and A.J. Green is going to get double teamed. So Eifert's going to get some decent looks, and he's a big target. 
and he'll get you some touchdowns as well. Definitely agree. We'll get back to defense and kickers. Let's talk about it. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is the obvious guy, but we look at, you know, some of these running backs and receivers. Um, You know, obviously Kevin White, like you said, this will be his first year playing. He's the second year. Um, Between the first three, you know, the wide receivers in the draft, Laquan Treadwell, Josh Dotson, and Will Fuller with the Texans, which one are you expecting to give you maybe some – wide receiver two or wide receiver three fantasy points, who do you look to contribute? I think in the long run, I think I love Laquan Treadwell. I think if this guy gets his head right, he'll be great. Um, I don't think he's ready this year, though. Uh, This year, even though it's it's, it's a new quarterback situation and I'm not quite sure – uh, that he's ready for prime time down there in Houston. But I like Will Fuller. I really loved him at Notre Dame. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to get all the attention. And so he's going to slip right in there. And obviously you got to think that, that Shepard, uh, the kid from Oklahoma, is just going to scoop up all that attention that, you know, is shifted to Odell Beckham. He's going to be great, great love. So I like those two number two receivers who are, you know, big-time number one receivers who are going to get double teamed. Well, those two are my guys right now. You know, some people like Corey Coleman, but still in Cleveland, I'm not sure. So, so to me, if I, had to, if I had to say in the long run, I think I like Treadwell. But short-term, I think Shepard and Fuller are my guys. I totally would like to see Coleman and, you know, Browns are on now, CBS. We'll see if he's healthy and what he could do. I think, you know, look, Jets, Giants play tonight. Victor Cruz will finally play. Um, I do think Shepard will get more love than Cruz, but if Cruz can get back on the field and be somewhat healthy, that could limit, limit Shepard a bit. Um, a real good rookie sleeper. Don't forget about my man, Tajay Sharp with the Titans. I think that's why they got rid of Doriel Beckham Green. He was like fifth or sixth on their list. They're going to have, you know, obviously they have um, – not Keenan Allen, but uh, the other kid, um, the little small receiver, Kendall Wright. They have Wright, and they're really, you know, going to Delaney Walker. But Tajay Sharp looks like he's going to be a factor in Tennessee. So, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see what some of these rookies uh, can do and, you know, if they can help. But definitely, I definitely love Sharp. But I think Kevin White, I think Cutler not having – uh, you know, uh, Andrew Gaze anymore, and then he left as an OC. He might get a little rattled, but and not having Martellus Bennett, the size of Jeffrey and the size of White, they're bigger receivers. So I think a lot of those Bennett balls are going to go to number two receiver Kevin White, and um, I think he's going to, you know, be able to work the middle. So that should be fun. Let's talk about a couple of sleepers, man. Give me, you know, any position, but two guys that you think that might be a little off the radar that could uh, help, you know, put somebody over the hump in a, in a fantasy playoffs or to win their league. Okay. Well, you know running back is a position where people get hurt. So you got to be able to scoop up a running back that can help you in case of injury. And I think this guy, even though he's playing in Cleveland – 
I like Duke Johnson Jr. I think he is a solid, solid pick, especially for PPR. He gets you on the ground. He gets you in the air. He's a solid guy. He's not going to win you your league, but, you know, when it comes to bye weeks, when it comes to injuries, when it comes to replacement, I like him at the running back position. So I'll give you that. And then in tight receiver, you know, there's a guy out there that was considered to be, you know, a heck of a player. I'll give you two. So I'm Cobb that his, the stars is kind of fallen for him a little bit, but I think he'll back. He'll be back in his rightful position, and he'll still do big things. And you know what? After injury, take a look at Tyler Lockett. Here's a guy that, you know, we projected to be great. He got hurt. He came back. This is an offense where – they're going to start passing the ball more consistently. And even though they have some nice receivers, they really don't have any explosive receivers in Seattle. So I like Tyler Lockett as kind of an upside guy, sleeper with upside. You took a lot of guys there, man, but I agree with you. I think they're all great. For me, I like guys that, you know, can not only get open, get a lot of touches, and and you got to feed them and feed them. Now, one guy, he didn't make our top 12 receivers, but he's going to be a number one, and he probably will be in his top 12, not top 10, and that's Golden Tate. I think with Matthew Stafford not having, you know, Megatron anymore, Golden Tate's going to be the number one, and Marvin Jones will be two. So both of them should be good, uh, you know, statistical wide receivers. But Golden Tate, to me, is going to wind up having a monster season. He's ready to be a legit number one, and I think – you know, people are going to be really happy having, you know, Golden Tate on their team. Now, this one is a little off the charts, but as a tight end. Now, everybody knows about, like, you know, we don't have in our top 12, like, Kyle Rudolph, and he's been kind of disappointing. But I'll tell you one guy that should be in here and has the potential if he gets back healthy, and that's Julius Thomas. Last year, you know, he went to Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, he left Manning, but the guy still has the talent. He's got the size. And I think if him and Blake Bortles can really get it going this year, Julius Thomas could be a sneaky backup tight end that you wind up playing a lot. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to put Julius in my, in my starting lineup. Um, and, you know, and I think yeah, Chris, a reason, there's a reason no. Peyton Manning fell in love with that guy. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, um, and I do think you're, you're going to see some things, obviously, um, out of somebody on that Ram team that can help. I don't think it's Kenny Britt besides Ooh, Gurley. That's my problem. Me, well, no, I know. I, 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 for some reason, I think Tavon Austin, they're just going to be more creative in finding ways to get him the bubble screens, quick slants. I think they know the offensive line's not great. And so when they're not running it, Jared Goff, who will finally, you know, probably take over, whether it's week one or week four or six, I think he is going to get the ball real quick to him. I'll tell you this that you got to look for. I think Trevor Simeon might start the first two to four weeks, but Paxton Lynch has been looking pretty decent, and he'll be starting, my prediction, maybe even before Jared Goff, if he doesn't start week one and they're going to cut your boy Mark Sanchez. He is the bum of all bums, like I always tell you. 
Let's do the defense and kickers before we break out so everybody has our rankings, and we'll uh, try to tweet them out to you and put them on Instagram. Check out Ray and Tate today at Instagram, and obviously Ray and Tate today at Twitter and, um, you know, on Facebook. We'll post our, our rankings for you so you have it. <clears throat> Ray, good defenses this year. Um, everybody might take a notch back. It might not be dominant. Broncos one, Seahawks two. I probably would maybe even switch those two because I think Seahawks are going to really have things going. Cardinals, Kandichi's coming back. Let's see how he looks. Tyron Matthews playing tonight. Cardinals three are playing Sunday night. Bengals four. They got to get everybody healthy, but this defense has got a ton of talent. Panthers five. They're going to miss Norman, but those linebackers in front seven is insane. The Jets six. They could be higher, but their safeties have got to play better. Chief and they seven. don't force turnovers. That is the problem, Ray. But maybe maybe they'll be a little bit more aggressive. We'll see how Todd Bowles does. And maybe the linebackers play better. <clears throat> They're going to miss uh, your boy that went to the Giants, Damian uh, Howard or whatever. Harrison is a big big guy up front. The Chiefs, they're going to miss Justin Houston, and that's why they're not a top five, but top seven. Eric Berry's coming back, so that's good. Rams, eight. Don't love their back end, Tremaine Johnson, but then they need some other people. But that defensive line, Aaron Donald, the beast. Texans, nine. The rumor is J.J. Watt might actually make it back for week one. I don't believe it, but anything is possible. But they still got to prove it in their secondary, and Clowney has got to show up, Ray. Vikings, 10. This might be the sleeper defense, Ray. They could be a top five. Watch the Vikings. The Bills, they're just in there because they have the talent. But Shaq Lawson injured. Reggie Racklin injured. Uh, Marcel Darius, four games. Lawson be out eight to ten games. So, that defense. And the Raiders, they're 12. They could be top ten easily. Give me two or three of these defenses that you really trust and that you like. Well, I think that the defenses are top-heavy. So, if you can get a Broncos, a Seahawks, a Cardinals, even a Bengals or a Panthers, I think you're fine. Um, uh, like we talked about with Nas, people go up and get these guys in like the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. It's a little too early for my taste. Um, I think the bottom half's a little weaker. I think there's a big drop off between the top four or five and 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 the next. Even the Jets, who in real life are a good defense, they just don't turn it over. Maybe Todd Bowles will start to blitz even more. He's been known as kind of a risk taker. Taker. So right, wait, wait, wait. Tell our fans. Tell our fans for strategy wise. What round do you feel it's efficient, you know, efficient and smart to take a top five defense? What's the earliest you like to draft a defense? Is it around ten, eight, nine? Where do you go for a defense? Yeah, I think I think you start to look at double digits. Um, you know, obviously Seahawks and Broncos are going to go earlier than that because in the twelve person league, somebody's going to take them early. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm waiting till about ten to draft my defense. I mean, the skilled players have so much more of an impact in the defenses. Not only that, but the defenses are unpredictable. You don't know when they'll make their impact. So not only is their impact a little bit muted, but from right. week to week, you know, you could get a, a 7-8 or you could get a 15-20 out of your defense. You never and know. sometimes it's matchups, right? Like people don't realize Seahawks and Cardinals, they have a tough – they both have tough schedules this year. So you're right, Ray. That's that's something you you got to look at. Look at the schedules, and this is why Tate likes two defenses because I like to you know play the matchups and stuff like that. So anybody else pop out to you? Do you like the young Jaguars or Titans? D the Raiders? 
What do you think? I like the Raiders as a sleeper at number 12. You know, our Bills come in at number 11. They are a little bit, you know, if, if I wish Darius was, you know, was in there doing his thing uh, consistently. Uh, so, you know what, the bottom, the bottom half is kind of a coin flip, I'll be honest with you. You know, that's why, that's the other thing. If you don't get one of those top five draft picks, to me, don't worry about it because those next five or six, they're pretty much the same. So if you've got some skill position backups that you can fill at round 9, 10, 11, go do it because it is, as long as keep your eye on those defenses, as long as three, four of those defenses are almost interchangeable, go get your skill position backups first. Totally agree. Real quick with the kickers, look, this guy's number one every year. I think last year he was number one by 20 or 30 points, and that's got, got Skowski for New England. So you take him, Bailey number two. This guy never misses for the Cowboys. And you want to look for offenses that put up points. Hoshka number three for the Seahawks, pretty solid, and they're not afraid to go for field goals. And they drive down the field. They might not always get in the end zone, but they, they kick field goals. Blair Walsh, even though he missed against the Seahawks, pretty good at number four for the Vikings. Number five in the Terry, he's old, but the Colts should be, you know, an offensive team. Josh Brown for the Giants. Uh, I, I, you know, you're going to have mixed feelings about this guy with the recent news. But, hey, he's playing. He's just going to meet, miss week one, number six. Number seven, um, Chris Boswell for the Steelers. Explosive offense. And he turned out to be a pretty darn good kicker after Schweizum got hurt last year in the Hall of Fame game. Tucker, we haven't spoken that much about the Ravens, but he might be the one Raven to take. Mason Tucker, the field goal kicker, right? Number eight, number nine. You know, Mason Crosby's pretty solid. He's had – Maybe one or two down years, but he's pretty good. Number 10, your boy, Graham Gano. The Panthers, look, they were the number one offense last year, so this guy gets you stuff. Robbie Gold seems to always be, you know, efficient and gets it done. And then Prater, because of the Dome and the Lions offense, Prater, the ex-Bronco, 12. Uh, not too much to say about kickers, Ray. Do you have any thoughts or you just want to – Give us no, but pick him in the last round. If you want to get crazy, pick him the second to last round, but don't go out there. Now, you'll that means you won't get Goskowski, you won't get Bailey, and you probably won't get Hauschka because typically three people will break that trend and pick like in round 10, 11, 12. But don't worry about it. Let him go. <laughs> Let him go. Pick your quarterback second to last or last round. Yeah, your definitely. Kicker, sorry, pick your kicker yeah, second no. to last or last round. You're definitely right. Before we go, now, we're not going to give you the bye weeks. You can go to Google, and you, you put in 2000, 2016 NFL bye weeks. It pops up. But the one weird anomaly, it starts week four, and then it goes all the way up to week 11. And then week 12, there's no buys. And then they go to week 13, which is the last week of fantasy in most leagues. And that ends up with two teams, Cleveland and Tennessee. So a little weird, little curveball this year and fantasy football bye week. So make sure everybody looks at that. Obviously, it starts off with just two teams as well, the Packers um, and the Eagles. So we're wrapping up the show. Ray, basically this, what is the earliest you take Rob Gronkowski? Tell our fans, because everybody talks about it, you know, when you take him, is he a first-round pick or is he more like the wraparound or, you know, at the end of the first round? How do you view him? Look, I've never taken a, a tight end in the first round. 
even when Jimmy Graham was Jimmy Graham and Gronk was Gronk, but I, I'm not mad at you if you take him on the wraparound. So, depending, if you got a 12-person, you know, draft, if he goes 10 to 15, I, I'm not mad at you. That, that That's solid. I mean, he's by far the best tight end, right? So you want to look at your roster at the end, and if you can get out of there with the first, and if your top two picks are going to be, you know, one of the top three or four wide receivers, top three or four running backs, top three or four quarterbacks, top three or four tight ends, that's pretty good. So my personal preference, I'd take him late, in the, you know, mid mid second round. I don't think he'll last that long, but I can't be mad if you got him on the wraparound. Okay, we're wrapping it up, and we'll be back on Monday. So have a great sports weekend. Ray, I leave with this. Look, if you're going to take your quarterback, Ray and Tay, we tend to wait. I don't like to take a quarterback in the first round. Some people do, whether it's Cam, Rogers, you know, Breeze, Brady, Luck, whatever. What's the earliest you like to take your quarterback, Ray? For me, I'd like to say between rounds three and eight depending if I want one of the top four gunslingers. But, I, you know, I, I don't go after eighth round. you got to get somebody that's, you know, good. But between three and eight is my kind of red zone for quarterbacks. What about you? I'm a guy who likes the quarterback later. I've always liked quarterbacks later. But, you know, there's been a couple years where there's only one or two, you know, when Manning was in his prime a couple of years ago when Rodgers was, was Rodgers. So, again – quarterback in that wraparound. Same thing with Gronkowski. I, I don't mind it if it's, if that's your strategy. If you think that Cam Newton's going to score you 35-40 combined touchdowns, then he's worth the first late first, early second rounder. Uh, I don't mind it, but only for special special you know point producers. And that would be really Cam and Rogers. Totally agree. Listen, everybody, enjoy week three. Enjoy, you know, summer wrapping up, the end of August. Labor Day is coming. You know, tons of stuff. Fashion week, VMAs, you know, Labor Day. Before you know it, primetime television. But most importantly, NFL and college football. You got California, Hawaii tonight. Should be fun. No Jared Goff. Maybe Hawaii gets the upset. They're playing in Australia, Ray. And, College football begins next week. Monday, we have our preview. College football, we have a guest talking NFL and a little bit of college football. Charles Davis, NFL Network and Fox. Have a great weekend. Watch the Cubs-Dodgers. Should be a great series. And uh, thanks for listening. Fantasy football, baby. Have a great sports weekend. We're out. Great.